really believe what we just saw? Send out whatever you want to about COVID, but I'm serving a God that will see me through one way or another. I'm not leaning on the arm of flesh. I'm leaning on the everlasting arm. He's always brought his people through. He's always, amen, brought those that trusted him. And he knows his. And he knows who really trust him. He knows when nobody else may not know. He knows. I'm going to trust him this morning. You know what an alcoholic does when troubled times come? You know? He gets. Woo! He gets drunk. And the more trouble comes, amen, the more often he gets drunk. Some of you, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to pull you out of your pits. I'm trying to pull you out of your dilemmas and your situations. And one of the best ways you can do that, amen, is get drunk in the Holy Ghost. Because if you start getting drunk enough, often enough in the Holy Ghost, you'll find out this ain't such a big deal. Amen. The real big deal is the Holy Ghost and Jesus Christ. The big deal is not the devil. The big deal is not COVID. The big deal is not all this other man. The big deal is Jesus Christ. Watch this. The bigger he becomes, the smaller everything else becomes. There's too many of us. We're too close to the forest. All we can see is a tree. But if you just back up a little bit and say, okay, God, I'll put it in your hands. I'm going to back off over here and I'm, I'm just going to love you and worship you. Maggie. I didn't say back over here and sit and just get a laser chair or something. I said, I'm going to back over here and go, I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to believe you in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you look up, look at it. All of a sudden, you don't just see the tree. You begin to see a forest. You also begin to see the hand of God, the power of God. Watch him work. Man. Hallelujah. What a fellowship. What a joy divine. You can be seated. Leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness. What a peace in mind. <laughs> a peace in my mind. My, what a song. Praise God. Oh, how sweet to walk this pilgrim way. Right or didn't right on this million dollar way. Because you hold some fancy whatever. But even this is so powerful and so genuine in this kingdom walk that we can just be a pilgrim. <laughs> but even as I walk in this Pilgrim way. Amen. Oh, how bright the path grows from day to day. The path grows brighter. And any of us this morning can look back 10 years, 15, 20, 25 years. And how often God was working things. And sometimes that statement we make, hindsight is 2020. 
You know what? That's the same God of today. Okay? Watch this. He's also the God of all of your tomorrows. So he's already... Not next month. Next month. Next year. The next generation. Because his truth is going to be everlasting. And from one generation to the next, honey. His truth. As long as there's a church on this, on this world, the devil's going to have something to contend with him. And hinder what he desires to do. As long as there's a church on this earth, you hear me? And we got the power and authority through Jesus Christ. That's the reason we have a peace in our mind and a joy in our heart. When nobody else can, we can. We can. Lord bless you. We're going to let our classes go back. Love you this morning. Appreciate you. What a beautiful song. Praise God. What a beautiful presence of the Lord. Man, the house of God today and among us. It's good to see everybody. You're so excited about being sent to school. Hallelujah. I'd rather be here than in line. <laughs> Praise God. And wait two hours. Amen. Some emergency room or something. Let's pray for them because I promise you somebody, somebody's there. Somebody's there. So let's pray for him. God will help us. Man, God needs to help us in this. I, I want the heart of God. I want the will of God. The voice of God in this. Amen. I, I really do. Uh, I'm not just saying that. I've been praying that. Prayed it. Uh, prayed a lot yesterday. <laughs> Amen. And, uh, but uh, we're just believing God. Trusting God. Want God to work for us. Amen. To work in our lives and to work in our hearts. Work through us. On us, but through us. Amen. I'm glad he's not through working on me. How about you? It's been so good to see you this morning. We've been missing you around here. God bless you. It's good to have you back with us this morning. Appreciate you and your girl. Amen. You tell DC we missed him. Praise God. God is so good. Are you glad that he's the avenger? Or would you rather have? Well, it just depends on what it is. <laughs> it depends on what day of the week it is. It's depending on now. No. Praise God. You and I, as, as we follow Jesus Christ and uh, give ourselves to the Holy Ghost, we, we have that assurance. We have that comfort that, you know, the Lord takes on our battles. <laughs> and, and really, we need to be careful with that. There, there's, you know, some battles we can bring on ourselves. God's not in it. God's not. As, as some would say, he don't have a dog in that fight. <laughs> Amen. But when we face the enemy, trials, circumstances, uh, and, and especially as the way the lesson went, uh, when we feel, felt like that we was done wrong, we was taken advantage of. We was hurt. And these things can happen in all perspectives of life. From family, from church, from pastors. I put me top on the list. And uh, those things happen. You have pitfalls in life and uh, things of that nature. But everybody can be assured of one thing. Nobody is going to get by with nothing. I think what we need to focus though. Is our Heavenly Father. Amen. I know I, I preach and talk a little bit about His image. I'm going to preach sometime in the next future. Amen. Having the mind of Christ. 
and uh, how important all this is, that, that we're not our own. We belong to him and to his service. And, and it's very important how we handle circumstances and how we respond to situations and uh, to make sure that we let God work it out. Let God. All things work together for good. All things. It doesn't matter what it is. If you are called of God and love God and chosen of him and you're setting out to fulfill his purpose, all things will work together for good. It may take some time. It may be a process. I didn't say it all would be good and it would feel good, but it will work out too good. Because that's how awesome our God really is. That's how much he loves each one of us. Whenever we may come up times short as just humanity and flesh and carnal. And I'd love to you know, tell you that that's done away with, with a good dose of the Holy Ghost. Uh, it helps for that moment. But if you don't keep that dose of Holy Ghost <laughs> on fire, you'll find out quickly that you've got an earthen vessel. And uh, that, that old man. And um, feelings and emotions. Hallelujah. Sometimes our emotions can help us make judgments. And do things and say things and, and act in a way that uh, if our emotions hadn't been so high or low. <laughs> and we got to deal as much with low today as we do high. Praise God. Very few people takes anything to get low. Most everybody wants something to get and um, so we know all that plays a role. It plays a part in it, uh, especially if the devil can get his clutches in it. And he can use that as a springboard. If he can use that as leverage. Uh, uh, if you, you'll watch, you, you can watch yourselves sometimes whenever we may have went through something, some trial or some pitfall of life or, or some attack from whatever and however it might be. Uh, we, we, we know that, uh, but, but we feel like we're fixing to get over that. We're about to get it under the blood. We're about to, but if we're not careful, amen, the devil would bring that very thing back up. You may have not have thought of it in three months, but all of a sudden you really begin to pray and you're seeking God and God's, all of a sudden it comes in fiery darts. Somebody will bring it up. Somebody, something will happen. Because why? He's trying, he's trying to get you back off road. He's trying to get you back off of focus and, and, and letting God take care of it. And, and uh, we're living in a, a world today that felt like everybody feels like they've been mistreated. Everybody feels like, you know, they've been done wrong. When all said and done, if we'd all be honest, none of us deserves to go to heaven. You can't earn it. We're saved by his grace, by his mercy. And not only are we going to be saved by that, we're kept by that. And if we finish this journey and if we finish this course, it's going to be because, number one, we held on to faith. We had an ear to hear him, obey him at whatever cost. We didn't draw lines and say, no, that's too much sacrifice. I'm not making that sacrifice. No, no. For the gospel's sake, for the heaven's sake, uh, there's no too great a sacrifice no, I'm, I'm going to do this, Lord. I, I believe you. I'm trusting you, God. It's going to be all right. Now, as I studied this lesson, and even the direction of the writer of the lesson, and what he focuses, amen, and he, he uses, uses the area where the father comes in. If that child, you know, hurt or afflicted and some, that child, that father comes in, try to make it right. 
uh, I understand that, and he will. But on the other hand, uh, let's always remember this, because the lesson's also full of this. And even, even you're going to write, watch this, amen, as, as we look at the writings of Nahum here, the avenger uh, of what unfolds and what we're really being taught out of these three chapters. And um, none of us wants to fall under the hand of the wrath of God. I promise you that. Uh, we're all under the hand of correction. If we're his sons or daughters, then we're going to be chastised. No one's exempt. Everybody. Some, some point along in life, and uh, God's, you know, that's just, I mean, come on. Uh, I have heard a few that has said in their childhood they never had to be corrected. <laughs> you know, I had to. I had to be corrected a lot. <laughs> Probably wasn't correct as much as I should have been. And uh, now, my mom and dad didn't beat on us. Uh, mom was more prone to correct as far as uh, grabbing something or doing something, and uh, if it, especially if it was close by. <laughs> when you're raising five boys, you ain't got time to be running and get this and run and get that, you know. Hallelujah. At the moment, you just do it. But anyway, but she didn't have a whole lot of problem with that. Number one, one of the main reasons was... Because, well, I'm going to tell your daddy. And I know he's raising a different generation. Respect back then was far more so than it is today. And that's in general. That includes the law, church houses. So we was living in a different time, a different spiritual spectrum. I'm going to say all that because that's, that's the truth. With the world that we're living in today, there's been a lot of respect lost from all the way from the old White House to wherever. And that affects the homes. I don't care what anybody says. That affects apostolic homes. That spirits and forces that now that you, you know, it was just a little ant and you just had the match and push it back out. But now all of a sudden, buddy, they're coming in by the millions. Huh. And so it's a different, different ball game. Now, that don't excuse us because of the God we serve. All right? But uh, that respect, amen. And, and the second thing about that was, if she said she was going to tell daddy, <laughs> she was going to tell him. And so we didn't want to push her that far. Praise God. Amen. So here, as, as we, we watch this, and uh, it's really going to deal uh, with uh, believing the focus verse all said and done. If you read that focus verse, uh, how, how in this first chapter, uh, how that Nehu uh, responds to what's going to happen, what's going to unfold to this particular city. You know what I believe what God was doing in such situations like this? At the time, in the beginning of time, when man became so wicked and vile, he destroyed the whole earth. That's how he responded to sin. Because sin is the bottom line is it will destroy you bottom line it's going to, it may take it's going to destroy you through violence through whatever and so god punished the whole world with the flood but he gave Noah a promise and a covenant i mean put a rainbow in the sky to back it i'm not going to do this again huh. now there will be a time i'm going to destroy it one more time i'm going to do it with fire but until then there's certain cities, certain individuals, certain families, certain nations 
that would cross that line and go beyond, and God would send down his judgment. God would send down his wrath. He never done that without first warning, without first seeing a man of God and trying to deal with them, to try to turn them. God gets no pleasure out of the death of the wicked. He gets pleasure, amen, out of the death of the saints of God. That's his pleasure, to know they're going to make it. And so, as we watch this, we must trust in God's plan to redeem and restore us. I'm not a genius by a million miles. I would, I would, I would turn those two around. Too many people's waiting on being seeing the redeeming power of God, the avenging power of God before they ever interested in being restored. But the real way is God, you restore me, and I'm gonna leave the rest of that in your hand. Because I'd much rather be restored a lot quicker because God's long suffering. And he may take, he may, he may wait so long that I don't even know that he took care of that business. But you know what? That's when you really turned it over to God. That you're not getting up every morning wanting to know, God, did you take care of that? God, I hadn't seen that taken care of yet. God, I'm... <laughs> no, I'm trusting you, God. You know. You know. Believe it or not, there was times in the Bible, even David. David faced some people. And... Uh, some people think that all criticism and all whatever, amen, so bad and all that. And uh, let, me, let, me, let me help. We, we believe that one of the greatest teachers that we have is what's the Bible, the Holy Ghost, a preacher, the fivefold ministry. But you know what? There's one that we don't hardly ever hear anything about. It's one of the greatest teachers that you and I can have. And that is your enemy. Your enemy. Your enemy sometimes will tell you things that nobody else will tell you. Accuse you of things. And rail against you. And so sometimes your enemy can be your greatest teacher. Because you know what? Even David. When that one railed him from the mountaintop and talked about him. Throwed stuff at him. And his men wanted to run up. And I'm going to cut his head off. That jerk. David said, oh no. Leave me alone. Because you know what? David knew that in some of that he was saying was, he's right. He's right. So I'm willing to receive that. And I'm willing to try to work on to try to fix that. Praise God. Boy, it's going over good, ain't it? <laughs> Praise God. And uh, so sometimes it would really pay us dearly to listen to that one uh, that may criticize, that may tear down. And to it, 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 it do us good to take a good examining Get out the magnifying glass and examine what they said. I said, you know what? Is it, if it's some truth in this, God, I want to receive that. Because you allowed this and I want to receive this. So I want to make sure I get the good out of it. Now all the bad, all that things that accused or whatever, it was incorrect. You know, just shove that aside. And just take the good. Because if you'll take that good, I promise you, it'll have as, as maybe not as much, but it will make a difference. And giving us instructions on in how to better ourselves. For what? For God. It's about God anyway. 
when it's all said and done. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about me looking good in front of you. I don't want a Saul spirit. That was Saul's problem. He just wanted to look good in front of the people. Why he sold them out. That's wrong with most of our politicians. They're selling us out because they just want to look good to the people. I want my ratings high. Don't matter what I compromised. Doesn't matter what I sold out. Anyway. <laughs> Praise God. So, as we watch this lesson today. And uh, first verse, contemplating the topic. And uh, we, we know this. I, I didn't read the focus verse, did I? Nahum 1 and 7, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. Do we need a stronghold today? <laughs> Something we can hold on with, with assurance and with comfort and with joy. That you know what? God, you're going to see us through. You're a stronghold in a time of trouble. Amen. You're going to see us through. So, and... Uh, so as we watch this, and then the writer goes to actually Romans, Romans 12 and 19. Now, I don't know how far I'm going to get on this lesson. I'm just going to do the best I can. And uh, I got a lot of more to try but you know, pull into some of this. And you'll just have to bear it with me. Um, this particular verse, uh, as you look at it and observe it, you hear it all the time. And it simply says, what vengeance is mine. And, and so we like to take it sometimes. And well, the, Bible, the Lord said, the Bible says, vengeance is mine. And, uh, but uh, we can't quite do that, can we? But what is shocking to me is the previous verses prior to that verse. If you study and abide and walk in them, that verse 19 won't be such a big deal. Won't, be, won't have near the problem. Okay? So that's what we're going to do. Actually, when you look at Romans 12, in the, the Bible I have here, the heading of it says, The perfect will of God. The perfect. How many wants to be in the perfect will of God? Amen. We want to walk in that perfect will. So he begins, and begins Paul's writing, he said, I beseech you, it means to urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye what present your bodies. Well, what's a lot of squabble and fussing over today over our bodies? Who does it belong to and what rights it has? And can I do this and not do that? So anyway, uh, present my bodies, what is the living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is my reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by what? By the renewing of the mind. Amen. What's another struggle or something that everybody wants to talk about the mind? And we want to inject this and do that and, uh, for the mind. And so uh, to start with, the writer's making it plain to us that my body, my mind, this belongs to God. It doesn't belong to me. You know? I've been bought with a price. You know, I tell people, uh, you know, if you want to buy a brand new truck or a brand new side by side, and, and uh, if you want to you know, go mud riding and all, buy your piece of property and go mud riding. Don't come mud riding on my property, though. <laughs> okay? Don't go mud riding on the deer hunting club. Don't go mud riding on the side of 57 in the ditch. Well, praise God. You just never know what to expect from me, do you? <laughs> Hallelujah. But, but it's the truth. I don't care. People do all the mud riding they want to. Buy what you want to. Pay $50,000 for a truck. Hey, I'm for you, man. That's your hobby and you want to do it. But buy you three or four acres and, and go out there and you, you can dig trenches in it that deep. I don't care. I don't care. Get after it, man. Uh, but anyway, so like the point I'm trying to make here, 
I don't belong. I belong to God now. So what God gets ready and how God gets ready to use me, whatever journey and trail, it's God's been. It's not mine now. I'd fuss and fight and either submit or reject. Or <laughs> and we have to deal with that. That's throughout the Bible. Some of the greatest leaders, Moses, different ones. You know, fuss with God. God, you don't know what you're doing. You know I can't talk. <laughs> so we don't talk to him quite like that, but... <laughs> Hallelujah. Y'all here to have a good time? I'm here to have a good time, folks. You have enough trouble out there. There ain't no sense in coming here. And, you know, we come here to have a good time. Praise God. So we're told not to be conformed, but be transformed in the human mind that he may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So the only way to be able to find that perfect will of God, I, gotta, I present my body, and it's how often I allow him to renew my mind. I can't get stuck in something. I can't just get... No, no, I got to let God, I got to let God to, to find that. And so as we watch this process, for I, I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Don't think you're a know-it-all. <laughs> Praise God. Give some room. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, don't think more highly of yourself. You know, sometimes we think, well, I'm too good. I ought not have to do that. Or I ought not have to go through that. And I don't. Who says? We belong to God. So let's don't think of ourselves too highly. <laughs> Amen. Not to think of ourselves too highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according to what as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. This is how we think. God's given me faith to do this. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to respond. This is how I'm going to act. Amen. The measure of faith that he's given to me. For as we have many members in one body, all members have not the same office. So we being many are one body in Christ and everyone members one of another. They're not all the same, but we're one of another. So for, for, for me to survive, I got to make sure you survive. And the, the, you know, whatever I can do to make you more healthier and, and walking to the will of God and the heart of God, encouraging you and provoking you in love, amen, not in anger, but in love and the will of God. Guess what? The stronger you become as a part of this body of believers, the stronger the body becomes. And you know what? The stronger that each one of you become, the body becomes, the stronger I become. The healthier I become. But if I'm in this and if the call that's on my life and the ministry. Now you watch what happens here. Many members have not the same office. So we being many are one body in Christ and everyone members one of another. Having then gifts different according to what the grace that is given to us. We didn't earn it. It was just grace. These gifts that we got. Talents, abilities. Amen. These bodies. Amen. Uh, they was God given to us. He bought us. He redeemed us. And now he's the one that's going to anoint us and help us with them. Amen. Why did he give them to us? What's the purpose for them? Uh, he goes on. He says, where the grace is given to us, where the prophecy, let us prophesy according to the portion of faith. Our ministry, let us wait on our ministry. Or that and teaching on teaching. Or he that exalt on exaltation. He that giveth that he would do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. So why is all this so important this morning about a man revenge? Hmm. Watch what he does. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love. In honor prefer one another. <laughs> prefer your brother. Exalt him. The kingdom of God. The work of God. 
work of the Holy Ghost. This is a body he's talking about. It's joined together, unite together, and pray and intercede. And God's will, the head can be pleased as we humble and yield ourselves. What a unity has got to happen first. What a coming together has got to transpire. You and I both know that if, if an individual starts cutting themselves and beating themselves up, there's something wrong. Something just not right. They, 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 you know, they've taken something or doing something, fooling with some stuff that they ought not be that would cause them to do such things. And, and so as he watched this, he says, rejoicing hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of saints given to us of the Bless them that persecute you. Bless and curse not. Bless them that curse you. Next time that guy curses you out, whatever, go buy him a drink. Here you go, man. <laughs> Y'all looking at me like, yeah, sure, <laughs> really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> rejoice with them that do rejoice. Weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceit. No, what is he saying? You know, don't, don't think so highly of yourself and this and all that. But you can't have fellowship with this and you can't. You know, we should never reach a point in place that I can't speak to anybody and everybody in this church. So love everybody the same. <laughs> Praise God. So now you see why I said what I said when you get to this 19th verse. Man, if I conquer all these and get on top of all these, boy, this 19th verse is not going to be a big deal. <laughs> Praise God. Recompense of no man evil for evil, provide things honest in the sight of all men. Uh, I mean, he just followed you pretty well. If it be possible, as much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. You know, and I know we can kind of, I just don't have a whole lot in me. So I, I sure, you know, I don't live peaceful with very many people. <laughs> just don't talk ugly to me. But anyway. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves. I mean, if we're already practicing all this other we won't be near about avenging ourselves. You know why we're having so much chaos and so much people hurting one another doing all this? Because they sure not practicing any of this other. It's a dog, dog, eat dog world. And I got to be first and it's about who I am at everybody else's expense. So it, 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 it brings us back to that place of lack of respect. Brings us back to that place of Trusting. Because to trust God, you have to respect God. You know why we don't trust our government like we once did? Because we don't respect. And there's a reason for that, okay? I understand that. I understand the times we're living. But we've got to be careful with that. Because it can just, because what it's doing, it's overwhelming us now. Coming to the place that we got some folks that think we can just survive without a law. Just defund them and let's do away with them. They're a bunch of crooks. That's all they are. Let's just, we can make it better without them. I beg the difference with you. I beg the difference. I ought not say this. I ought to tell you out of these arguments probably. I told some in the hardware store just this week. They called about that's going on in Afghanistan and how we shouldn't have been over there and we're doing this. And I, I, I tell them, I say, okay, don't dial 911. 
ever again. Don't call the law when you get in trouble or somebody's. Don't you call them. Well, why do we call on God? Because we're in trouble. We're facing enemy, a situation that can overwhelm us, overtake us, and destroy us. So thank God we got him that we can call on. And with confidence and with trust that, you know what? He's going to work it out. Nobody's going to get by with nothing. Nobody. So the most important thing that you and I can do is, is to understand. Now watch this. And this is not even, it's not mentioned the lesson. But I, can't, I can never get away from this. When you're talking about avenge and revenging and, and, and what should happen to somebody because you was hurt by that individual. Two of the greatest examples we have in the Bible in the New Testament, Jesus Christ himself. He said, forgive them for they know not what they do. And you're going to notice in our lesson today the mercy of God. Now, God's merciful. I want to show mercy. I want to show it as much and as often as we possibly can. Okay? I do know there's limits. I know there's times. I've, I've, had, I've dealt with it right here different times. People want to do certain things. And this is way back. I'm going to put that in as way back. But they never would change. They never would change some in the lifestyle. And, um, you know, some things in the lifestyle will disqualify you to be on the platform. And after a while, you don't have no choice. Now watch this. Some things can be covered up. And, but God knows. God knows. Cover it up and play with it and do what you want. But sooner or later, God knows he'll work it out. And there's some things you just have to leave it in God's hand. And it may take a long time. Then there's other things that's obvious. If they got certain habits and they're, they're addicted. And it's, it's not that you want them to leave the church. You just have to take them off the platform. Because they disqualify themselves. And you'd be shocked how many times that um, the preacher was the one who was wrong. But either way, so what do we do? We just do good. We show mercy. And uh, we smile. And we march on. And uh, try to learn and do the best we can. So but watch this. Why am I saying all that? Nineveh. That's what this is about. That's what these three chapters are about. It's about a great city. A city that we know that Jonah was sent to. The two books prior to this one. And um, we know that it was somewhere in the neighborhood of 60,000. Which is uh, some estimates have been on up further more than that. But we know by the scripture there was at least 60,000. Three day journey. That is a 60 mile, 120,000. 60 miles uh, circumference go around that city. So it's a large city. We know the story how that Jonah. Jonah didn't want to go to him. But God prepared a fish and sent him. He went and preached the gospel. Or preached the truth to him. Told him, hey, if he didn't repent. 
And from the king down to the very least of them, they went on a three-day fast, no water, no food, put on sackcloth, not just the people, but the animals, everything they had. I'm going to tell you what, in the day we're living in today, they, some of us, we may fast and all, but we would let that little dog or that little cat or that little do- uh, cat, dog or cow or whatever. <laughs> Praise God. It'd be World War Three, <laughs> Praise God. But you know what? They didn't. We wouldn't like that. Amen. Everybody put on sackcloth. Everybody was boo-hooing and moaning and crying. And... <laughs> Praise God. But you know what happened? The city found the mercy of God. And God showed him mercy. And he kept judgment. Now, they, they believe that somewhere around 100 years has passed. And uh, man has a tendency to fall back into sin, fall back into corruptness. It's just, it's, it's his nature to do that. It's, um, it's more easy, amen, to have jealousy and envy and strive and backbite and all that than it is to do what's right. That's where you got to have the Holy Ghost. That's where you have to have the Word of God. The Word of God's the only thing that can help us to go against nature. Born again, you know, got to take on his nature, help us war against this old man's nature, his passions, his desires, what he, he in, in, indulged himself in and takes great pleasure in. That's the reason you got to have the word of God. That's the reason, amen, you got to have the Holy Ghost because it's not the natural thing. If you just, if you back off of this, don't worry, the natural stuff will just come back. The old habits, the old passions, the old desires, and you'll find yourself... And so anyway, Nineveh, this is what they've done. And so as you watch them, uh, it began to, what begins to transpire, take place, and he picks up, and, and uh, Nahum Kirk, he begins to pick up, he talks about it. He called it actually a burden, a vision, a burden, whatever, that he's going to have to carry to this city. Again, it's a great city. It's a powerful city. It's something that's got my attention as we studied the minor prophets of the last few weeks, how the, uh, the, uh, the cities that are attacked and and they're focused upon, and we have great cities, and everybody wants to, you know, have great cities. Now, some of us, we don't want no great city. <laughs> Praise God. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't have no problem my wife driving all the way to Walmart and loose down. I don't want a Walmart and bend down. There's a lot of other stuff we don't want in bend down, okay? And I know we have to drive and we have to do, but I'd rather drive the hour or, or drive the 30 minutes. Amen. I, I'm not looking to have a big city here. Praise God. Hopefully we don't. Some agree with that or not. But, you know, I mean, you know, big cities have a lot of problems. I'm looking for a city. and I'm looking one day to live in a city. But this city is not made by man. Neither is it made by corruption, robbing and stealing, built on sand. Built on things that, no, no. This city is built on the rock. This bill is going to be built right. And you won't have to worry about all that. In fact, we don't have to worry about electric bills. You won't have to worry about any bad deals, none of that. That's a city I want to be a part of. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm not interested in moving in any of these other cities. I include, I'm not even interested in moving in Loosedale. <clears throat> they can have them, okay? So, uh, but anyway. Cities is a big deal. When you actually look at it. And uh, could it be the devil himself trying to make build cities? He's nothing but a copycat. <laughs> and so he wants to control all the cities. He wants to build all the cities. He wants to be the master of all of them. Brother Brian, if you mind, give me a little. <clears throat> so 
As you watch some of this unfold, these things happen. And we, we see we see this happen, on, even on, in the natural. But I'm going to tell you something. There's spirits behind every bit of this stuff. From the White House to all the big cities and right into our rural areas. And uh, what's forcing, what's driving, what's putting this together. And so you and I, as individuals, need to make sure that we, uh, as we humble ourselves and yield ourselves. So he's got to come against this city. This city, a man, that had been built. It's Nineveh now. I'm, I'm sorry I got to do this, but hey, I got this home. Maybe it'll be better now. <clears throat> but anyway, he starts out in the second verse and he tells him this. He said, God is jealous. God's a jealous God. You know, there is a good jealousy. It's not, not a bad jealousy. But now he is not, he's not going to share us with nobody. With no other gods. Of course, we understand by the scriptures, there is no other God. There's only one. Right? right. And so we want to serve him. We want him to be our God. We want him to be our master. And if we follow after his commandments and his statues, and I'm going to tell you something. That's, that's an area I've been working on the last, especially the last month or two. It's really been a part of my prayers and what I just feel God's nudging me about Psalms 119 is a good chapter. And, and we talk about the word of God and have it written. But it's the commandments, the precepts, and the law. These are different terms that is used in that particular chapter. But they all basically mean the same thing. What do we love? Do we love the ways of God? Do we love righteousness? Do we love holiness? Now, I know most of the time when we think of holiness, we think of, of attire and we think of things of that nature. But holiness is so much more, you have a depthness than that. When you start talking about holiness of heart and of spirit and of mind, and you start talking about this type of righteousness, because when you build cities and you build lives and you build churches upon this type of love and compassion and mercy and truth, Amen. I, I'm going to preach on it sometime. The rock. Amen. The rock. Hallelujah. Thank God we, we're not just built on any rock. We're built on the chief cornerstone. We're built on the rock that has been tried and proven. Amen. When you call on the name of Jesus, when you give yourself and turn your life over to God. Amen. And you start obtaining revelation and getting an understanding. Hey, I'm going to win this thing. I didn't say it was going to be without struggle and battle. That you weren't going to get bruised up and you're going to make, you're, you're going to make mistakes. Yes, we all make mistakes and we all get on side roads. And think, but you know what? The love of God, this God is jealous <clears throat> over us. And he is not going to allow sin, amen, to rule and dominate and destroy. <coughs> so, so you're going to notice he's going to bring out God is jealous and the Lord revengeth. He's going to respond. He's going to respond to this city, this city that has given itself over to iniquity. Given itself over. As you read on in the second chapter, it talks about its whoredoms. It talks about what it turned itself over to, what it got called up in, and involved even others and, 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 and polluted them. Why do you think people drive all the way to New Orleans to get on Bourbon Street and places like that? Now, I, I'm not going down there. You know, if you get down there and if you have a flat tire and you call on me to come get you, I'm on, what are you doing on Bourbon Street? 
It was your lost. That's the only chance you got. Other than that, you didn't have no business being there. Kind like Brother Davis said when he felt like he was having a heart attack and he looked up and guess where he's in front of? What's that? Victoria's Secrets? Yeah, Victoria's Secrets. <laughs> he told God. He told God. He said, oh God, please not here anywhere. But... <laughs> Hallelujah. Not here, my Lord. I'm just walking through the mall. <laughs> So, yeah, man, it was just hilarious, man. It was. So, you know, I don't have a don't if I'm not anywhere. Not here. <laughs> Praise God. But uh, So there's just some places, uh, you know, we ought not go. Don't make provision for the flesh. Don't get caught up in that. If you know there's stuff going on that don't go. But, but that's what these cities, that's, that's, and, and they attract them. They pull at them. And, and they pull at them. And it caused. And so God's going to send the man of God to him because he's a jealous God. And God, emotions don't drive him to this. He's an emotional God, but emotion. Were you and I with emotions sometime? Uh, I never found it easy to correct my children and to whip them, amen, if I waited. Some people say, well, you got to wait till you cool down. If I wait till I cool down, they ain't going to get a whipping. What you mean, Doc? I'm, I'm just being honest. Uh, I got to do it then, and then we'll cool down. <laughs> you do with that what you want to. I didn't kill them. They're long ways from being killed. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. And you know what? God's anger. God gets angered in his wrath. And I got scriptures that he talks about that his anger won't always last. God gets angry about things. And, get, and the wrath of God, when he reached a point to place the wrath of God. And I'm telling you, all of this is not just a mistake if we believe in a sovereign God. That's right. And that's the reason I want to make sure, God, you help us. In this pandemic and all that's going on. That we know your voice. Your purpose. And your heartbeat. And we would get involved in it. To make sure it's going to happen. Because you listen to me. It's not going to happen just on a, on a wimp. And just on. No. It takes earthen vessels just like you and I. That gets in tune. And walks in the light. And walks in the kingdom. And walks in the Holy Ghost. That fulfills it upon this earth. That's just the way it is. I hadn't worked on this. But I want you to listen to something. This, this particular scriptures in, in our lessons. In Psalms 115. And it talks about. Amen. What belongs to God and the sovereign power of God. And uh, Psalms 115. <clears throat> and uh, the ninth verse, and it really that part of it down to the 15th verse, is, is talking about trusting in the Lord. O Israel, trust thou in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Ye that fear the Lord. Do you, feel God, do you fear God today? Do you fear him enough that when you come to the house of God. Or on your daily journey. That you're very careful what you do. What you say and how you conduct yourself. Because it's about God. Not about the individuals. And how I conduct myself. I want to please him above every and everybody else. 
And if that means sometime that I got to take some dirt in the face, then so be it. And sometimes I just have to. But at other times, in, in that act, I want to do it right too. Because I want to please Him. I want to trust Him. And it boils down if I fear Him. And I'm telling you, the biggest problem this earth has got, they don't fear God. Because they're so confused about Him. How to approach Him. They have pretty well took this and have done everything they can. Now, it's still alive and well, and it's in a place, a safe place. It's never going to change. It's forever settled. But what the power of this word do is change us and strengthen us and guide us that we can be his vessels. But listen to this. It goes on, it basically just kind of repeats that. And he says... The Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. He's the main blesser. Andrew, I know what I'm talking about, and I won't mention names. I had somebody come out of the hardware store this week, associated this church, starting a business. I told them, I said, if you're coming, Come to the house of God and get God involved in that business. I tell you what, you'll find favorites you can't find nowhere else. He'll open windows and doors and cause contacts that you, I'm telling you. You see, that's some of the problem of America. America and her American dream has put all, the, put all of it on man. You go get this big education, you go get this, and you go get that, and you. The biggest problem with that is, I want all the glory, too. Come on. That's the reason we can't handle sometimes is some little hiccups. Amen. That they just flip us, buddy. That's the reason this pandemic has flipped some of us. It really has. I, I know. <laughs> now, watch this. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. It's God's intent for this church to grow and every church to grow and for his church to grow. It's always multiplying and increase. From the very beginning of time, from Adam and Eve, multiply, fill the earth. From the, after with Noah, first thing he told him, multiply, fill the earth. That's the intent of the church, multiply and fill that's right. That's all that the sowing's about, buddy. But anyway, let's go and watch this. You are blessed of the Lord which made heaven and earth. With the 16th verse. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's. But the earth hath been he given to the children of men. Earth has been given to the children of men. And I believe, as a sovereign God, there are certain principles just like nature itself. You cannot, and I've used this illustration at times that Paul has. Man, you can't go, when you go and plow up that field, and you go to the uh, Bendale feed store, and they got a special on watermelon seed, amen, uh, almost given away. 
And you, you take those seed, you bring them out here, and you tell God, I'm going to plant these seed. I know it's watermelons, but I'm going to plant them like corn, God, and I'm going to believe that you're going to let corn come up. Because, I mean, that was the best deal. That's exactly how people deal with God. I'm going to do it my way, but I'm believing. But you're believing in sand. You're believing on false doctrines. You're believing on things. It's contrary. Now, the earth belongs to men. And you know what? God will allow men. I'm going to tell you what. We're going to keep flying out in some of them other places. And ain't no telling what God's going to do. God gave us the earth. He didn't give us all that other. And you know what? Some of us need to wise up. Amen. Just putting all that money in all them places. <laughs> we making a big enough mess out of this. And why do we want to go mess up them? Because <laughs> again... God allows men. God will let us make mistakes if we if we are we determined. I mean, He'll let us walk even with the Holy Ghost. Even with the Holy Ghost, He'll let us. Okay. And so <laughs> that's the reason we must have the correction of God. Fivefold ministry of church of body and overseers and things of this nature to help us along this journey. We can't make it without it. So as, as you watch this city, and uh, he goes on through, and I, I'm going to try my best to cover as much as I can here. Uh, the, uh, he begins to talk about, he said, the Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries, and he reserveth wrath for his enemies. Okay? Who is the enemy of God? The real enemy of God we know is Satan. And the enemies of God is people that despise his word, his kingdom, and his truth. Those are enemies. And those enemies are going to come under the wrath of God sooner or later. They're not going to be exempt. Now he talks about the evil and the wicked. And we have the promise where the individual that's wicked and evil. If he'll turn, repent and turn from his ways. He can be saved and be delivered. But we're living in a world today that wants to condone all of that ungodly living. And still say we're saved. And they don't want to stop there. They want to tell you and I and God and the pulpit that we don't have a right to preach against it. They call it a hate crime. Okay. So Nahum is he going to have to deal. As he makes his way to this city. He's carrying this burden. Going to carry this word to them. Of what's going to happen. What's going to take place. And he talks about how that the Lord is what? He's slow to anger. And he's, but he's great in power. He's slow to anger. This didn't happen. It's a hundred years. Now I don't know. I don't know if the scriptures will bear out. Uh, if, if it does. I, I, didn't, I, don't, I can't find it. I don't know how long it took Nineveh from the time of Jonah until the time, but they say it's approximately 100 years, which is not very long all said and done. You can watch us. If we're not careful, if we don't st stay on top of it, this old man, you just leave him untended for just a little while. You just miss a few prayer times and a few services. Few times of reading the scriptures and getting stay. 
This old man will don't take long. He says, and will not at all acquit the wicked. They won't be acquittal, no matter who they are. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind and in the storm. All this natural stuff and weather and all, it's, just, it's not just by chance. I'm working on that word, lucky. And just by chance, I don't believe in it. Well, I was lucky today. No, you was blessed today. You are blessed. You are blessed. It wasn't just by chance. Chance happens to all. But if it's successful and if it's pleasing to God, amen, we pursued that. We attained. We cried out to a God. And if we don't believe that, then why do we pray? If we don't believe that, why do we come to church? How have we got into a nation that believe that you don't have to go to church? You don't have to have a preacher. You're basically saying, I don't have to have a God to be saved. Because you can't have God without having a church and without having a preacher. Can how they be saved without one? Because they can't even hear that there is one without a preacher. That's in the book. And so the point I'm really trying to make, sometimes people may feel like that God's this, this wrath and this, this uh, that he comes down. Because if you read those three chapters and uh, watch what really began to happen and, and unfold it and take place. And I, I know I'm not going to. To cover a lot of it, but anyway. Uh, the first part of it, the first 10 verses really dealt with that of, of God and, and he's coming in all this. And then the wicked part, wicked counsel. If you go to 11th verse of that first chapter, there is one come out of thee that imagined evil against the Lord, a wicked counselor. You can't just let your imaginations run wild. Okay. And so this wicked counselor, he talks about, thus saith the Lord, though they be quiet and likewise many. In other words, they don't say nothing. That's exactly what this world wants us to do. They want to shut the church down. They want to shut, shut preachers down. And I'm going to tell you something. I think, did I mention this? But, 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 you know, I've always, you know, about all Christians, you know. And, and you know, there is a plan of salvation. There is a, true, a, a foundation. But watch this. They, the, the devil wants to put out anything that's got anything deals with Christianity, period. Right. Even if they're not built on the right foundation. You know why? Because the power of this gospel and truth, if they can just get a little glimmer of it, and they fall in love with it and hunger after it, God won't, God won't say, let them just stop there. God will bring them to the food. So the devil knows that. How powerful it really is. How, 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 how he can transform a life. How he can pull a man, somebody out of darkness and out of unbelief and out of false doctrine. When you fall in love with God and you fall in love with righteousness. I tell you, it won't die. There's something in it. But this city, let that all die. Now wicked and wicked counselors. We got a hold of it and start coming out of it. And so when you start talking about the second, the invasion, amen, the invasion of Nineveh, he says, he that dashes and 
pieces and comes up before thy face and keeps the communion, watching the way and make a, the, the lawn strong. He's telling me you can do all this and you can build your walls and you can build up all this. But for the Lord hath turned away the excellency of Jacob, amen, as the excellency of Israel. For the uh, entries have uh, emptied themselves out and marred the vine branches. The shield of the mighty man is made red. So what is he? He's painting them a description of those that's going to come and those that's going to war and their shields and how they're going to, they're coming with the sword and the clearing of the spear and nobody's going to stop them even though this city was mine. And I understand, amen, he names a couple of cities, amen, besides just this one. It's, it's telling them and one of these particular cities, one that was, it was in a place of two rivers and it was supposed to have been well protected, but yet it failed too. We know that Babylon done the same thing because this is even after uh, the Babylon's later on. But, uh, but So we understand what's going to happen. What is the point I'm trying to make here? Judgment is going to come upon this world. You hear me? Judgment. That's what all of this is about. All this is taken. I believe everybody this is a pre-runner. Amen. Just like uh, and as I was talking on the phone to somebody amen. Jesus Christ had a pre-runner called John the Baptist. Watch this. The devil's nothing but a copycat. And he wants to have a pre-runner. And he wants to set everything up upon this earth and he wants to build a city upon this earth and he wants to rule them but he's not going to get her hallelujah and all this is going to come together and all this is going to head up and it's getting closer and closer so that's the reason you and I got to get a revelation and get an understanding and work on our companionship with God because I'm going to tell you something we need to take to heart what Peter told us on that first message save yourself from this untoward generation we need a purpose that above everything else in this life we need to make that the priority every day we get up I want to be saved God not only do I want to be saved, I want to do what I can to help others, amen, to get stirred up and get awoken out of their, their conditions and situation. For this is the most important thing there is upon the face of this earth. It's more important than anything else upon this earth. And God, I want that to be our heartbeat. I want that to be our passion. I want to be, that's what gets us up in the morning, what puts us in bed at night, that stirs us up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Hallelujah, we got to have revival. We must have it. We must have the hand of God. We must have the anointing of God, the presence of God in our services and in our lives. This is the only thing that's got to keep the fear of God. Amen. And the fear of society. Fear is going to grip somebody. One fear or the other. Either you're going to fear God or the fear of this world is going to dominate you. It's going to rule you. I'd much rather be the fear of God. It's a healthy fear. It's a godly fear. It's a life fear. That fear, amen, to keep us, keep us in a raptured condition. That fear, help us, amen. We won't, we won't fear what people saying. Let them mock and make fun. They've done it since the day of Pentecost. But this is still right. Still right. It's still God. It's still upright. And so in, when you start, you get on over, and I, I know timing will allow me, but God's wrath itself in the latter part of that, he likens it unto lions. Amen. The wrath of God is... The, it's like a lion. He talks about the old, the young, how they would come and devour and strip. And they filled their caves that were torn and torn meat and things of that nature. He, 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 he helps them to understand what's happening. Then the third verse, the last verse talks. Woe to the bloody city. Amen. It is all full of lies and robberies. Amen. It's full of lies and robberies. The noise of a whip. Noise of the wrangling of the wheels, the prancing horses, the jumping chariots. Man, it's coming. And all that they thought they was untouchable, they're going to find out. Because when God gets ready to judge a place, when God gets ready to move, nobody can stop it. Come on. 
He let it happen to America at 9-11. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. God didn't let that. That wasn't nothing but the enemy. Oh, so the devil's bigger than God. Now you got to make up your mind. Devil outsmarted God. God stepped around God. I'm telling you, the devil can't do not one thing unless God allows it. God's got to give you permission and the right or he cannot do it. I don't serve a halfway God. I serve a God that can cover all the bases. And he's big enough to do whatever he wants to do. And the devil can't do nothing about it. Nobody else. That's the way we got to be about this. He's God. And he's a loving God and a caring God. But I tell you, we got to love him back. What's this? He showed his mercy. How many has experienced the mercy of God? We got to do the same thing. That's the reason we can't have, have the attitude in the spirit. Amen. That I want to avenge him. I want to do it. I want to get the glory out of it. Because we will not do it right. But God's vengeance would be just and right. Because he's the only one that knows. Whether or not the individual will repent or not. Whether or not the individual's ever going to change or not. God knows. God knows if it's a vessel that even down inside he really despises and hates God and the kingdom of God and the advancing of the kingdom of God. That's the reason Paul at times called down as a, a mist to cover their face and darkness to grip them. And they'd have to get somebody to Get them out of the way so the next one in line could receive the kingdom of God. Because they had a desire and a passion for the kingdom of God. So this city did not love God. They did not take it to heart. The mercy that had been poured out to them just a hundred years prior. And uh, you know what? You and I have to be careful. That we allow... God, that we'll trust him enough. Because if you're not careful, it's those times that when you're hurt, it's those times that you feel offended. Nobody likes to be used. Nobody likes to be abused. Nobody likes to be mistreated. And we sure don't like to see our loved ones or friends or neighbors mistreated. I mean, we'll blow our top. That was my baby. That was my boy. But they really belong to God. And it's somehow we can always let God do it. Let God work it out. And God will. If you trust him, God will work it out. <laughs> and probably do a better job than we will. Because I'm going to tell you something. God can chastise us in a way that nobody else can. Because he can really get our attention. But that's, 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 that's where you and I have got to be. And I, I know I didn't go through the lesson. Uh, I'd encourage you to go back and read it. There's a lot of scriptures that was in the lesson. I'd love to brought out and discussed. 
uh, one of the main ones, and I had several, I had four pages here, and the main one that I would like to bring out, Lord is good. You always remember this. Lord is good. The second thing we need to remember, God is a stronghold in the time of trouble. And so even with God's judgment and what God's allowing, and what God's allowing upon us today, and what we're facing, the Lord is our stronghold. And the Lord is good. And I thank God for his goodness. And I thank God for his mercy. And as irritating and frustrating as this might be, some can't come, some can't have services, and all these other things that's going on. Put on a mask, not whatever. All these things, it's schools closing and opening. And uh, well, I understand. But he's a jealous God. And he knows them that trust him. And you know what? I believe God can bless his people. To help us to be a light in the midst of all of this. You hear me? In our conduct. In our attitude. Amen. God, you're going to see us through. And God, when we get to the other side, we're going to be better. Not better. We're going to be better. Amen. Than what we was when we started. We're going to be stronger. Gonna have greater confidence, and we're gonna believe in you in revival. Because I believe in times like this, you can have revival. I said, I believe in times like this, you can have revival. Because somebody's being stirred out there about, about their soul and about eternity. And God, you help us be a witness to them. That who we got our confidence in, who we're trusting. Amen. Vengeance is his, it's not mine. It belongs to him, and he'll take care of it. Love you today. I appreciate you. I will encourage you again. Uh, if you didn't read this lesson, go back and read it. There's a lot uh, I have not covered by far, and uh, different things that was brought out. Amen. God's a good God, but don't you remember something? God's always going to judge sin. Sin never gets by, especially if it's unrepentant sin. I'm going to get by. So please, please don't ever think that somebody's getting by. They're not. Just because you hadn't seen the judgment of God or the correction or the punishment or whatever. Amen. The way you'd like for it to. In fact, I'd be careful with that because that will actually turn on you and eat you up and destroy you. When the whole time God's just saying, hey, if you'll let me have it. If you'll just trust me with it. I'll take care of it. But I can't do it as long as you're trying to handle it. As long as you're trying to manipulate it. I can't do it. I can't do it. But if you'll just release it to me. If you'll let me have it. I got a way. I got a way. And it'll be a way of love. If there's any hope. Now here's the, here's the other part. If there's any hope of that individual or that circumstance for souls to be saved. And for the kingdom of God to progress then we must put it in God's hands. Otherwise, even when it was intent for good to come out of it, that may not because we didn't trust God with it. We tried it. We wanted the satisfaction of vengeance. We wanted the satisfaction, amen.
That's the truth. <laughs> okay. Love you. Appreciate you. Uh, hopefully something's been said here this morning that could be uh, encouraging to you and uh, uplifting. Uh, appreciate you coming. Appreciate you being here. Uh, we're going to keep having services. Amen. Unless it does reach a point finally or whatever, but we're praying that doesn't happen. Amen. Praying it doesn't. And uh, so I appreciate you coming and those that's respecting us. Amen. If they feel like, and I understand that. I don't have no problem with that. Okay. I really don't. And we'll pray for them. And hopefully most of them can listen, you know, through the phone and things of that nature. So let's pray for them. Pray for one another. Love you. Appreciate you. You can stand. Uh, any announcements? Don't forget the sign-up sign sheet in the back back here. All right. God bless you. Love and appreciate you. God bless you.